0: Heights to the depths of the
1: sea. And it doesn't draw attention to ourselves, but to the one with whom our message is about. It's not showing off. Notice when the Helper comes, when I send him whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, notice he will testify of me. The Spirit of God never brings attention to himself and certainly not to any pastor or preacher or itinerant preacher or TV evangelist. It's not about them.
0: Today, as Pastor Rob finalizes this part of John chapter 1, he emphasizes the importance of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. As he quotes from other parts of the Bible, we learn that this indwelling of God's Spirit that we receive when we are born again is the humbling testimony of Jesus Christ. Through the Holy Spirit, we learn that it is not about us, but about the One who sacrificed Himself So that we could be reconciled to our God. Now let's join Pastor Rob for today's lesson.
1: Lightning going through my body. Everybody felt that way when you shared the gospel with somebody? It's a wonderful feeling when the Spirit of God takes control and you get out of the way. It's not about you, it's not about me, it's about Him, right? So, where else? So, when the Spirit of God came upon Peter, he became like dynamite. It was like a bomb that just went off, and everybody's eyes are open and it got their attention. And see, that's what the Spirit of God does. That's why we need the Spirit of God. We need the baptism of the Spirit of God. Now, maybe some of you have been baptized, but I want to say this. It's not just something that happens once. It happens many times over your life, and hopefully it happens every day. I know for me it doesn't happen every day, but I know there have been times where I've noticed it because... Beyond myself, God was doing something that I couldn't have orchestrated. I didn't even plan it. I can't plan it. I can't hit a button and make it happen. I have to be available and willing and ready at all times. That's why the Bible says, be in, be um, um, be ready in season and out of season. Be ready with the scripture in your heart. Pray when you wake up in the morning, Lord, is this the day? If you've got somebody that you want me to speak to today, Lord, arrange that meeting and empower me that the words I share are going to be Life. But they're not just going to fall on the ground in front of me, six feet in front of me. They're going to plant great seed. And it's nothing I can do. I can't do it. Can you do it? Is there anybody here who can do it? I can't. We're dependent upon him, and what a great place to be. It removes all the pride in, the, in everything. It removes the self-centeredness. Now I become just a humble servant, which is a pretty good idea. It's a good idea to be humble. To be a humble servant of God's. Do we see elsewhere in the book of Acts this filling of the Spirit or this baptism of the Holy Spirit? Certainly we do. Remember that after the day of Pentecost, Peter and um, Peter and John went to the temple and they saw a man who was lame from his mother's womb. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man did. And everyone was all abuzz And he began to, Peter and John began to share, and and the religious leaders were getting really upset because nobody came to their Bible studies except by force or obligation. But now they got the attention of all these people. And they're like, we got to stop this. This is horrible. (laughs) So they put him in prison. And notice in Acts chapter 4, And being let go, they went to their own companions, notice, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. Notice, they're praising God, they're exalting God, they raised their voices with one accord, and they said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea. This is pure worship. And all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David had said, Why do the nations rage? Quoting from Psalm 2, why did the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stands, the rulers took their... Uh, were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, and the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand had purposed beforehand to do. And then down in verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, when they had prayed, after they exalted God and glorified him, the place where they were assembled became, together was it was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Again, Peter among them. It happened once on the day of Pentecost. It happened again. All those people who were in the upper room, it happened again. They were filled with the spirit of God. So it's not just something that happens once. It happens many times. I pray that it happens to us every day. And it's not something we need to be afraid of. You don't even need to worry about it. Just pray for it. Say, God, just empower me. Wherever you have me, just empower me. Free me from myself. Free me from my own pride. Free me from my self-consciousness that I can get out of myself and I can be thinking about somebody else other than me. Thinking about others, thinking about Jesus. The place they were shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with what? Boldness. There's what we need. We need boldness. That's what we need today. So many are fearful about what people might think of me. You see the problem? It's about me again. I'm afraid of what people will think about me. What will my family think? What will my friends think? Hey, guess what? You're going to spend eternity with the king of kings. What what matters what they think about you right now? Who who cares? Really? I mean, when you get to that place where you are selfless, and I'm not saying I'm there. I'm I'm, I'm on on my way just like you. I don't want to be. I want to be selfless. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be thinking about who I am. I'm nobody. But in his hand, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you believe that? I believe it. Notice in Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Peter, being in the house of Cornelius, the first Gentiles that were born again and that were baptized with the Spirit of God. What does it say there? And Peter, was while he was still speaking to Cornelius and his household... These words, and you can read about it in Acts chapter 10, the Holy Spirit what fell, baptized, again, the Spirit of God filling or falling or baptizing you in the Spirit, it's all the same thing, it's an empowerment. While he was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they had heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then Peter says, can anyone forbid water that these should not be water baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Notice how Peter made the distinction between water baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's right there for us again. And then when Peter returned to Jerusalem from Cornelius' house there in Caesarea, when he returned to the Jerusalem, he recounted the event with the Jews, and he said this, And as I began to speak, and this is really important, folks, this verse, Paul's saying, As I began to speak, and he's recounting to them what happened at Cornelius' place, As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning, and then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? The baptism of the Spirit of God fell upon the Gentile believers. And it happened in one fell swoop for them. Some people are born again and then later on they're baptized with the Spirit, God empowering them to do something that he's called them to do. Some people, like in Cornelius' household, they were born again, filled with the Spirit, and baptized all the same day. It happened all at once. And it's different for every person. Even the Apostle Paul experienced this in Acts chapter 9. After his conversion, remember, he was blinded by the light that had uh, brought him to the earth. And Ananias, remember, was the one who God had told him to pray for Saul and to bring his sight. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, on on Saul or uh, um, uh, Paul the Apostle, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul himself. You can look at Acts chapter 13, verse 9. We're not going to go there for time's sake. But the same thing happens to Paul again. Happens to him again. So what about you? What about you? Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I'm not going to embarrass anybody by raising hands or making people come down. You know, because of something you can't just make happen. It's gotta be you gotta be willing. Are you afraid of it? You don't have to be afraid. Don't be afraid of the Spirit of God. Why why be afraid of God? He remember, He's God. He's not gonna do something that's gonna be really weird. He's not gonna make you slither like a snake through the aisles. He's not gonna make you cluck like a chicken and, and walk around, you know, like a big bird or something. Do you want to be filled with the Spirit? It's something that we need. It's something that we need. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And that's exactly what Satan has done with the spirit of God. He's infiltrated churches and made it look like some freak show. And what does it say? And that he's a thief. He's stolen this from the church. He's stolen the, the desire to want to be filled with the Spirit because we're all afraid because we, we're watching too much TBN and watching Benny Hinn and all these weirdos that have been doing all these aberrant things. And we're all afraid. We don't want that. And truly, I don't want that. Not that. <laughs> but what I do want is the baptism of the Spirit. Any time that God wants to, are you willing to be, are you open enough? Are you open? Do you want to be? Say, Lord, you know, as you wake up every morning, say, Lord, fill me today. Whenever you want. This is not about me. I can't press a button. But, Lord, make me willing. I'm willing, Lord. Just use me somewhere, somehow today. I don't care what it is. I could be at Wegmans in the checkout line, and the Lord can come upon you and speak to you to minister to somebody who's in the line with you. Just that moment, the Lord lights you up. Why? To glorify you. No, because there's someone who needs to hear the truth behind you, in front of you. Maybe it's the cashier herself, a short little thing. You don't have to get all doctrinal and theological, just, hey, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He loves you with all of his heart. Run to him. (laughs) Invite them to church. Invite them to church. What about your neighbors? Invite them to church. When's the last time we even talked to our neighbors? Get your hose off my lawn. That was the last time you speak to your... Why don't you go over and invite them? Invite them to church. Invite them to Sunday morning. Invite them next week and and, and Easter Sunday morning. Take them next door prior. Take them to breakfast. Bring them. Maybe take them out to lunch afterwards. Do something. Invite people. Why have we stopped inviting people to church? Because we're too proud. We don't want to appear too weird. I don't know. Is, is that the issue? I don't know. That's something that we have to ask the Lord individually. But why don't we do that anymore? Do you like it here? Are we teaching the Word of God? If we are, then why don't we invite people? They need to hear the message that set us free. They need to hear the same message. And it's not about building some great church. Believe me, big churches have big problems. So I'm, you know, I, I don't It's about the lord i know what he's done in my life and i want to see him do that in other people's life because i've truly been set free have you been set free but notice what he says i have come that they may have life the the thief has come he's like a robber he's come to kill and to steal to destroy but i have come that they may have life and that they may might have it more abundantly spirit of god fall upon this place And it doesn't draw attention to ourselves, but to the one with whom our message is about. It's not showing off. Notice, when the helper comes, when I send him whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, notice, he will testify of me. The Spirit of God never brings attention to himself, and certainly not to any pastor or preacher or itinerant preacher or TV evangelist. It's not about them. The Spirit of God has brought attention to Jesus. He's not come to make pastors and preachers and television evangelists rock stars. And here's the verse for the day, Ephesians 5, 18. Be not drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The idea behind this is to be continually being filled with the Spirit of God. Continually, ask for it every single day. Lord, fill me today. Whenever you want, whenever you want, God, I'm open. You know, there's something wonderful about an open vessel. Remember, we are the pot, he's the potter. That vessel, if it's all closed up, nothing can get in. But be open, be an open vessel that God can use. And let him use your life. I want him to use my life. I've had enough time in the world I've had enough time being selfish and and, and, and running down those rabbit trails of sin. Have you? He loves you. He wants to fill you. Will you be filled? Do you want to be filled? Do not fear, folks. The Spirit of God is God Almighty. He's peaceful. He's loving. He's gracious. He's compassionate. He's all those things. Because there's a lot of people being filled with a lot of things today. People are being filled with a false joy, a joy that's based upon circumstances. They're filled with false hope, hope that is based on the temporal. Even a hope on a presidential candidate is a false hope. We're filled with entertainments, we are entertained to death. <laughs> Becomes something we can't live without. It's a drug that we feel entitled to. People are filled with entertainments, and not to mention, but drugs and sex and alcohol and other vices. Also, filled with comfort. There's nothing wrong with comfort. I love comfort. Believe me, I love in the mornings waking up and putting on my wicked good slippers. It's kind of funny, a a wicked good slippers, but there it is. And having my Bible, my coffee. And sitting there in my favorite chair. I love the peace. I love the comfort of that. And I know you do too, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what are you filled with proportionally? What, what is your life filled with outside of those things? Examine those things this week. As we come upon this very important time of the year, Palm Sunday and certainly Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, But seek the best. Seek the Lord. Seek peace. Why would you want anything else? The flesh, the world, and the devil, they are all, they offer temporal things that make us feel good temporarily. But you know as well as I do, it never lasts. It always, you eventually need another fix. That's why drug addicts have such a problem. Many of them die because they get used to the same thing over and over again. They gotta have something a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And the next thing you know, they're dead. Because they get a hot shot of heroin. There's a guy in my street whose son that happened to. And it's horrible. But what are you filling your life with? What is your fix? I want it to be the Spirit of God. I want to be high on Him. I want Him to fill me. I'm in my right mind. Isn't it great to be in your right mind? Isn't it a good thing to have a good conscience? Toward God and toward everything? To have a mind that's purified to where you don't see everything with a, with a twisted sense? Have you ever talked to somebody? And you mention something and, and they immediately associate it with something sexual. Maybe it, you know, and, and it's just like, Isn't it a wonderful freedom to not have to go through that? To not be thinking that way? To have your heart and your mind purified? It's a good thing. Why is the Lord the last one we run to? I love what it says in Luke, and we'll end here in just a few moments here. Thank you for your time. This is really a a wonderful message. I, I was so excited about this morning, and I appreciate your patience. But notice what it says in Luke chapter 11. Jesus said to his disciples, "Ask." and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. For everyone who seeks, who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And here it is. If you, then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Ask Him. Ask. Seek. And knock. Seriously. Do it today. It's not too late. Everyone says, well, it's too late. The day's almost past. Hogwash. Do it. There may be somebody on the way home today. You're going to stop at Chevron to get gas in your car. And there's going to be some poor young lady who's all tatted up. And you can tell she's just miserable. And you're sitting there pumping gas. And you've got to put like 50 gallons into your big you know, F-50 or whatever, F-150. And you're there for five, ten minutes, just look over and say, hey, how you doing? Hey, can I tell you something? And you'd be surprised if we could just get out of ourselves the arrangements that God makes in our everyday lives and we just, we're not watching, we're not listening, we're not knocking, and then say, Lord, if that's your will, light me up. Empower me to speak words of life to this person. Because they need it. Because you're looking at them and they're living death, they're the walking dead. They need it just like you and I need it. Notice finally in verse thirty-four, and then we'll take communion. John finally says, "And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. I have testified and seen it." And I love what he said in Acts chapter four, as they were before the magistrates. Peter and John says, "For we cannot speak the things we cannot, but speak the things which we have seen and heard." we testified. This is what we've seen and heard. I can't tell something different. I can't make something up, and I'm certainly not going to lie. If I see somebody blow through a red light and smash into some other car, am I going to say, no, the light was green? No, I saw the light was red, and they were on their phone, and they ran right through the light and smashed into somebody else. I'm going to testify what I've seen with my eyes. That's the way John was. John was a true, and he was a faithful, wonderful witness. And we'll end with this, and then uh, Sarah, if you can go ahead and come on up. We've got one more verse here. In 1 John chapter 1, what did John start his epistle off with? He said, "...that which was from the beginning..." which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled concerning the the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen. And notice, we bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us that which we have seen and heard we that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you may also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with the son Jesus Christ and these things we write to you why that your joy might be full isn't that awesome i want to encourage you today to be open to not be afraid of the spirit of god He's not the boogeyman. He's not going to make you do something weird that's going to violate your conscience or violate the will of God. It's not going to violate the word of God, I can tell you that much. It's not going to violate his character and who he is. He is holy. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Say, Lord, fill us today. Fill us today.